So we're in the time period leading up to Yom Kippur, and we've had a couple of talks about this, and I wanted to sort of give my perspective about it. There's an old saying, which I love, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Because they will immediately promote you to management and you'll have to watch people doing what you love. So that's the situation I'm in. I'm a manager of software development. And I love doing software development, which means I very rarely get to do any actual software development. I just help people do it. And one of the things that I learned being a manager is that it's really, really hard to stop and take a moment to reconsider things when things are difficult. The current way of doing things in software development and actually in a lot of development as we're figuring out better ways to do work is what are called sprints. You take two weeks and you decide what you can achieve in a two-week time period. Everybody commits to doing those things. They do them in two weeks and then at the end we sit down and say, hey, what did we learn? What went well? What didn't go well? How can we figure out how to develop better in the future? And when things are going well, that's easy to do. It's really easy to say, okay, we're all going to take an hour and we're going to come together and we're going to talk about the last two weeks, which went great and you guys all did a fantastic job and everything is going really well. Everybody smiles and they sit down and they say, whoa, the teamwork was wonderful. And I asked Bob for some help and Bob was right there and he did everything he needed. And Bob will say, boy, but I had help from Joe and that was exactly what I needed. And everybody smiles. It's really difficult when you've had a rough couple of weeks to sit down and do that. Because everybody is saying, oh, I don't, I don't want to take time to do that. I'm behind. I've got to catch up. I can't take time to sit and discuss with everybody how badly I did for the last two weeks. I gotta fix the problems. But it's actually then that it's most important to do that. So 2020's been a tough two weeks. Or two years. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have no idea how long 2020 has been at this point. But that's exactly when you need to take time. And God sets us a period where we don't have any choice. We have to take 24 hours from sunset to sunset and stop and repent and take that time to sit and pray with him. And that's because managerial principles that we figure out, God has known from the start of time. We recently had a really difficult test campaign that I was running through because I do the same thing. My managers sit down with me and say, you just did this. What did you do well or poorly? And they said, one of the things we really appreciated is that you didn't let the hectic nature of the test campaign we just got through take you out of taking time to sit down and figure out what went wrong. So as we're approaching that period of Yom Kippur, look forward to that. Think about what over the last year you could have done better and how. And one of the things that I've learned is don't be yourself. When I was a young man engaged in the eternal quest of young men, which is finding a pretty girl who would spend the rest of her life with me, 
any young man who says that isn't his primary goal is probably being somewhat deceptive. One of the best pieces of advice I got is don't be yourself. Because everybody always says, oh, just be yourself. No, that's terrible advice. Be the kind of young man a pretty girl would like to spend the rest of her life with. Be that man. Change yourself to adjust to the goal that you have. That applies just as well to being a servant of the living God. Don't be yourself because God loves you as you are. Be the man or woman that can best serve God in that. So with all of that prelude aside, the half Torah reading from Isaiah is one of my favorites. One of my absolute favorite readings in all of Scripture. Arise, shine, for your light has come. It's also not understandable if you haven't read Isaiah 59, which we didn't today. So you're going to get some of it. Isaiah 59 is actually a dark chapter. A statement that although the Lord has the power to save, we have separated ourselves from him. There's a recounting of all of the sin that we have fallen into. I'm not going to read it all here. I encourage you to go read Isaiah 59. But it's a very powerful recitation of the darkness in humanity. And then Isaiah 59:16 comes. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. So God comes and delivers those who cannot save themselves. We're lost in darkness, and he comes. And once he's come and we've repented, then is when we step into the command of Isaiah 60. I think that's the most important thing to realize about Isaiah 60 verse 1. It is a commandment to us from God. That's how it's phrased in Hebrew. You, go arise. You, go shine. That is what the requirement of he who has saved us is. I think all of us know this. I don't think when I'm standing up and saying this, people are saying, oh, Wow, I never knew that my job after I was saved was to go shine my light into the world. But it's really important to hear things that we all know because that's when we get the reminders of what we need to do. It's fun to dive into esoteric parts of scripture and learn new things. I I love learning new things about scripture. Every time I open scripture, it seems I learn something new. But it's also good to get a refresher on how do we live the way God would have us live. So how do we do that? How do we arise and how do we make our light shine? So let's take a good sermon and do a three-step plan. These all come from Scripture. These are how God wants us to make our light shine. The first thing is to figure out where the light is coming from. Where is the light? And that's, of course, from John 8, 12. Then spake Jesus again to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So where are we getting this light that we're shining? Yeshua. It's Sunday school. You can give the Sunday school answer. It's right this time. 
We only have the light if we have that connection with him to shine through us. There's no other source of light. Everything else is darkness. We have to follow him to walk in that light. That's what Isaiah 59 is about. The attempts of humanity to save ourselves are futile. We need to have him come in and be our intercessor to be our light. So the first thing that you need to do is have that connection to Christ. Take these next few days, take Yom Kippur, and figure out how you can improve that connection. Because that's the only way that you can arise and shine. Without that connection, you won't have a light to do it. Secondly, you need to understand what of Christ shines out from you. So, we'll go back to the words of Yeshua again. This is Matthew 5, starting in verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I have come to destroy the law of the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one yacht or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all will be fulfilled. So what's shining out from us? You are the light of the world. Yeshua said it. That's the command that we've got. We're to shine. We're the light of the world. So what is shining? What are men seeing that is shining? They're seeing your good works. They're seeing the law. The connection there is not coincidence. I'm not come to destroy the law. That's what you are to shine out in front of people. You are to stand up. That they can see the works of the law done through you. Our actions in accordance with that foundational document of the universe that God has built his entire universe on is what shines out from us. So the third thing is to avoid those things that diminish our light. Proverbs 4. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it. Pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Walking that path makes you shine brighter to the perfect day. That's arising and shining. That's what God would have you do. Notice that that's a different thing than Yeshua is saying. It is not merely, in this case, following Torah. It is turning away from the paths of the unjust. It's pretty easy when you're caught up in the world. And there's lots of, lots of sin that happens in the world. To say, I'm, I'm just walking with the sinner. He's going he's gonna to see my light because I'm walking with him. That's not what God wants. God wants you to show him that you're walking away from his path. This is in counterpoint to reaching out to sinners and convicting them. Yeshua knew how to go to dinner with a sinner and convict them. But he never walked in the path of a sinner. Notice that that's a different commandment that God has made. So we've got a time 
as we're approaching Yom Kippur, a time where we can reflect on what we've done in the past year, what we've done well, and what we've done poorly. In software, we take three things out of every single two-week sprint. We say, what did we do well? What did we do poorly? What can we do better? So now you've got an opportunity to take a moment and say, what did I do well? What did I do poorly? And what can I do better? And in order to do those three things, remember the scriptures. Connect with the light that shines out from you. Connect with Yeshua. Walk the Torah. Shine your good works through the world in that. And find those paths that you share with the wicked and walk away from them. Those three things are what you need to arise and shine. So don't let the fact that it's been a busy and a difficult year take away the opportunity to pause and to re-examine the paths that you need to walk in. Take a moment, reflect, and then follow the commandment of God in Isaiah 60. Arise and shine.